The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the show, the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, yeah. Kurt Daniels. Yes. We are going to get into a little Cowboys defense, Seahawks offense, and a lot of other things. But before we get started... Jesse, you <laughs> smell good today. <laughs> we're not, we're not you smell do this. great, Let's, Jesse. Oh, I can smell <laughs> it from here. super, Jesse. Oh, let's it. get into Cowboys defense. No, 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 no. Let's let's talk a little bit about about what we talked about before the show started off the air. Is it, does anyone you, does anyone want to elaborate, Nate? You want to elaborate, or should we let Jesse hey, explain what happened? Jesse. We're just sitting here getting ready to we trying to prep for the show and Jesse cut us off and said, fellas, I I put on cologne every morning. And for the last few years or months, everybody has told me how great I smell. And I'm yeah. like, I feel like I'm wasting money putting on my cologne, but then I realize we're in a pandemic and no one can smell me. Right. I'm I'm like, do we really want to hear? Somebody talk, say, tell I Jesse was giving y'all. I was smells. giving you all information so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made and waste your cologne, uh, and no man. one can smell it because right. that's what that's the realization that I came with this morning. As I get ready every single morning, my finishing touches is a splash of cologne, right? Cologne, right. Whether it's Burberry or Jean Paul right. Gaultier yeah. or YSL, Jason, something. Jason Pierre Paul, what you say? Yeah, that JPP. <laughs> and I'm like, I normally get compliments on how well I smell, and right. I have not wow. been getting compliments on how well I smell. And I was like, man, that's that's odd. I usually hear compliments on how well I how well I smell, and then it well, dawned how, on me what, this morning that. The reason why I have not been getting compliments is everybody is in mask and nobody can smell me. So I've so been what? wasting my time and my pretty expensive cologne only satisfying myself because I'm the only one that knows what it really smells like because mm-hmm. I put it on with no mask on, but nobody else can smell it. And Nate, okay. Nate, ra- what? Nate raked it. Shannon's analogy of the, of the of the stadium on Sunday one a his oh. analogy his his analogy of the uh, locker room the yesterday one b and Jesse smelling himself one c. Wow! But I wasn't going to share what? mine live on air. And Shannon, you know what? Even we can rank even in that. Where does that rank with our Rowdy would do things for money? <laughs> oh, Rowdy! Still Rowdy one. blows everybody out of the water because he will do stuff for money. <laughs> All right, fellas. You know what else is starting to smell? This secondary man. Yesterday, <laughs> the injury report out of nowhere. Diggs popped up with a did not practice with a injured shoulder. So now you've got Anthony Brown on the IR, Cheeto out for a few weeks. You got Diggs. Missed practice yesterday. Don't know the severity of that. Haven't really heard anything. Don't know if you guys have heard anything. 
So does that make Brandon Carr? Does that put him in the mix? Like, what? Wh- where do we go with this? What What's going to happen in the secondary this weekend? For what I'm hearing is that if I think Diggs will still go, I, I think he just you know a little 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 banged up a little. You know, he's still a young player. He has to still realize that, you know, those guys that you're running up against. And I think it happened on one play where the left tackle, Matthews, came out and and got him. He went low to kind of break a play up, and it looked like he kind of drove his shoulder into the ground. But it's just a little bump and bruise. His legs still work. His knees still work. His feet still work. So we just need you to cover. We don't need you to really, 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 really to have a good shoulder. We just need you to be able to stay in front of some of these sub-4-4 receivers that they got running around there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all we really need. But that means that you'll probably bring Brandon Carr up, move him back to safety, then have uh, Worldly come down and play some outside corner and then slide Jordan Lewis to the inside and play in some slot. The thing is that you just can't have another guy go down during the game because that's going to put you in a very tough situation. You'd rather have Worldly in the corner than, than Carr? DJ Mick, Metcalf and more. Let's get healthy. Oh, Dude. Lord. They, they those scared. guys can run. Is this setting? No, no, up wait, just... wait, 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 Shannon, wait, Shannon, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Nate, do you have any other remedy that you can pull out for a shoulder? Yeah, it was yeah, a towel last week. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you have for us this week? Is it, uh, is it something else that you want to? You know, old sock, maybe some dusty draws. Do you, do you put the draws? Hang, do you put, put the draws bag, around the shoulder blade? Put and, a bag and, of and beans hold, in the microwave. Yeah, <laughs> man, get you a little bit of vinegar, man, and uh, and a big thick gauze pad, and, a, and, a, and some Excedrin PM. Uh, PM. No, we, we don't want them sleep, Nate. We want them awake. Yeah. No, we want them awake. Ain't this an evening game? Ain't this? We want. We want them awake. We want them awake. Some Excedrin AM and let them sleep over overnight. With that right there, with man. that, with that, uh, then I'm going to draw that, to draw that pain out of that shoulder. Yeah, that's what he need. <laughs> Chris, Be- you, said, uh, Chris Beam just let me know that Brandy. on an interview with DallasCowboys.com earlier, Nick Eatman, um, with Nick Eatman, Stephen Jones said Carr will be playing cornerback. So go to DallasCowboys.com mm. to see that full interview. Well, that's interesting. Well, yeah, well, I, so I is this game setting up? Because the guys on Seattle can run. Seattle has given up the most 10-plus yard plays in the league. We know our guys can run. Is this just setting up just to be a track meet this weekend with all these injuries? How do you combat that? Or do you just try to slug it out? That's what Vegas says. Vegas has the over at, what, 55? Yeah. Woo! It's 55, something like that. So McCarthy Vegas said, think this is going to be a shootout. Vegas yeah. think that they're gonna, somebody's going to score a lot of points in this game because – when you look at it, neither one of them really have a good defense, Cowboys or Seattle. It's going to be heavily reliant on what you can do with your quarterbacks and your playmakers. This, this game will be one of those games that might be like one of those, uh, you know, uh, instant replay games because they're going to score. They're going to score some points in this game. That's McCarthy. It's going to be morning. fun to watch. Uh, I just hope that the Cowboys can be consistent because Seahawks are very consistent there with, with especially in the third quarter. In the last two third quarters, in the last two games, they've, they've averaged 14 points in those quarters. They're either even with the team, a little bit ahead, a little bit behind. But when the fourth quarter, I mean, excuse me, excuse me, when the third quarter comes, they have they have exploded for 14 points in each game. Uh, 
It's going to be fun to watch, man. And as this season go on and they get uh, used to McCarthy and the way he does things, maybe they can settle down defensively and uh, be a little bit more consistent in how they play. Kurt, I'll tell you oh. what's consistent. I think we can't hear Kurt right now. Kurt might be having okay. some technical issues. But I'll tell you what is consistent this early in this season. That's Russell Wilson in the red zone. Russell yes, Wilson sir. in the red zone is eight for eight for 185, 88 yards, and not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdowns. That's five touchdowns in two games in the red zone. That tells me that like they're not getting into the red zone and settling. They're getting into the red zone, and Nick, you said this time and time again. We need touchdowns. We need seven. Because when, when Russell Wilson and this unit gets into the red zone and the early in this season, they are cashing in. They are getting touchdowns. So if the Cowboys think that you can get into the red zone and all of a sudden keep coming away with three, keep coming away with three, early studies have shown with, 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 with Seattle Seahawks, when they get in the red zone, they get active. And, you know, uh, another thing, Shannon, uh, Kurt, and you guys, Jesse, is they are looking to slow the game down. They don't want a high-tempo game like we would ask here for Dak. They have averaged in, uh, less than 60 snaps a game. They, they, they are walking into the huddle, walking out of the huddle, and they're executing. They're not trying to beat you with an up-tempo and get you tired. They want to physically maul you with Carson and Hyde, and then they want to over-the-top you with uh, DJ Metcalf more, and Lockett is your, is your intermediate guy. Uh, they, they have a nice little program going in. And like you say, uh, on defense, they're they just trying to hang in there and make a play, get a turnover, give Russell Wilson. It's all about Russell Wilson. Give him an extra, uh, extra possession or two uh, per half. Yeah, and they, and they don't really have a, a stud receiver. They just got three really pretty even, good, <laughs> fast guys. How do you – do you change your defense? Because usually you can key on one guy when you've got three dudes that are equally as talented. Does that change the way you scheme up? Do you do something different normally than you would on defense? You play the percentages. You play the percentages. You play the down and distance. And you go back and your, your players have to do a lot of work and understanding what their percentage is. But since it's an early season, you don't know. We, we see Metcalf being nice, but we know Lockett. Lockett is this guy. When things get, when he need to keep the ball moving and keep a drive, he's he looking for 16 Lockett. He's looking for that guy. He's depending on Carson. Uh, Chris Carson is having a nice year mm -hmm. running and passing. And then Carlos Hyde coming there and punch you punch you and they got another little running back 25 he's pretty nice too Travis Homer but I'm telling you that Carson kid if he stays healthy he's doing some things man and they're letting what you say the other day let him let, let him cook let let uh quarterback <laughs> cook bro, let Russ cook bro he's bringing an entree to the table every time my friend three fork style <laughs> and and the point to you making uh Nate I, I believe like he and Lockett they have like a 70% completion percentage. Yes, when, sir. When he goes yes, to Lockett, it you're talking about in this league, 70%. If you're 70% successful at anything except 
kicking in this league, you're having a damn good time. <laughs> yeah. And so if they're if they're if they're talking about completing the pass to one another at at a seventy percent succession rate, that tells you that that's a guy he's going to be looking for. And they all have the speed to take the top off, you know, the defense. But but Lockett is that intermediate. You're going to see a lot of those routes where Lockett's running those deep overs. Where basically, yeah. if you give him enough time and Russell finds it because he can, he can scramble in the pocket, he can move, and Lockett just can beat you across the formation. I can beat you 50-something yards across that field and, and, and let Russell just lay one out there. But it's going to start up front. They're going to try to come out and establish the run with Carlos Hyde, with Chris Carson. Chris yes. And like I said earlier, you, you have to commit to, to, to stopping one of them. You can't give them a two-way go. You can't say, well, you can have a high completion percentage you know, down the field, and you, you can run the ball at five, six, seven yards a clip. You, you can't have both of these things and be successful. You're going to have to say, all right, if we're going to be in a shootout, then we're going to be in a shootout. But what we're not going to do is be in a shootout and allow you to run the ball uh, successfully as well. So I, I think selling out uh, to stop the run and containing Russell Wilson, that's the biggest thing, is containing Russell Wilson. Because the backbreaker for him is, is when you've done everything right, You've done everything right, and you've been in your zones and your gaps. Guys are covering. Communication was done, and you let them get loose. That is a that is a backbreaker. That is a soul crusher. As when he tucks it, and all of a sudden now he makes that one guy miss, and, and he sprints for for 17 yards and a first down, or he gets out of the pocket, gets elusive, and a guy steps up and he drops it off over behind the back behind your head for a big gain to keep the drive alive. Those things are backbreakers to a defense, and Russell Wilson has been doing that to countless defenses. For years, you got to contain the run, and you have to contain Russell Wilson. Do they Kurt, have the players you, to do that? Kurt, wait, Kurt, you're back. I don't know what's going on here. I'm just, you're back. You know, I'm back. Okay, you, you know what? Uh, we know what they have. We know what they have to do, but do they have the players to do it? I, I tell you like this. Yes. Man. These guys have not been rushing great in these first two games. I'm talking about our defensive line, but. If you can't if you can't get up in there and get in his face and t- ensure tackle him, you got to get your hands up. You got to jump up and make him bring that ball out. When he go to throw it, you got to make him bring that ball out at least three or four times a game and make him and make him look somewhere else. If you can't get home, and if you can get home, you have to bring him down. He's like just say he's very elusive. We've seen him just break him and Tyler Lockett just break teams back. Or uh, he, uh, he'll scramble around. Next thing you know, more. The other, the other receiver, more, just running down the wide. Hey, man, what's up? You know, I got a splash of Jesse's cologne on. Throw it to me. You know what I'm saying? Can you smell me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, who, who's, who's got the more responsibility? The ends who are trying to keep from getting outside or the guys up the middle trying to? It, oh, it's both. a team effort. It's a both. team effort. It's a, yeah, it's a team effort. Both you you have when you always hear that you know hey be be gap and te- have gap integrity be you know a, a lame a, 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 a lane integrity right. this is you hear those terms for guys like Russell Wilson for guys like Lamar Jackson for guys like Deshaun Watson because if you are undisciplined if you think that one time I can just go inside and you're supposed to be containing outside he's gonna beat you. 
and he's going to find where that where that gap is, where that breakdown is. So this is that time where if you're supposed to rush out, rush outside. Keep that outside shoulder free. Don't, don't get caught inside because you thought you <laughs> saw something. You tried to get freaky with it. No. It, listen, if you're supposed to rush up the middle to keep that lane integrity up the middle, then do it. Because you have to make Russell Wilson uncomfortable inside that pocket. If he can beat you from inside the pocket, then you know what? You tip your hat to that man and you say, good job. You're a professional football player and you beat us from the pocket. But if you let him get on the edges and you let him dance around and, 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 and buy more time because you were undisciplined in your assignments and your alignments, then that is on you and you, you, you are playing outside of the space that you're supposed to be playing in. If little Russell Wilson can beat you from the pocket, that's when you just got to tip your hat to that young man and say, you know what? Today wasn't our day. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, more from Kurt on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64 Four ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the All Beef Franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meat. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Get your tickets now to see the Cowboys take on the Cleveland Browns when they return to AT&T Stadium October the 4th. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. And if you want to know what that game day experience is like, you can go back and listen to Monday's show. And I really break it down and give you a very in-depth analysis <laughs> of what it's like to be in that stadium. You feel safe. You'll feel really comfortable. <laughs> it's a very enjoyable two minutes of the program on Monday. So go check that out. 
right, back to the show. Here with my homies Nate, Jesse, and Kurt Daniels. We got Kurt back. Kurt tried to make up for missing the first uh, 12 minutes of the segment by talking the entire last three minutes of the segment. No, no, (laughs) no. Kurt. (laughs) Let's talk. I got another question for you. What? What you got? I got another question for you. We were talking defensive line. I got another question for these guys. Do it. Go. Take it. All right. Well, you, you guys probably read that uh, Everson Griffith yesterday said that, you know, this two-point stance thing just wasn't working for him, that he was going to go to a three-point stance. Probably Demarcus Lawrence, too, at three-point stance. One, will that make a big difference? Do you think that's really going to change things? And two, we heard a lot of talk uh, before the season about – fitting uh, the scheme to the players was this a situation where they were trying to make the players fit into their scheme before you guys get into this i just want to let you know that jeff cavanaugh is doing victory laps last night (laughs) i know know. and today he was on our he was on cowboys happy hour last night with me and nick (laughs) and roy williams and we asked him about the 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 twitter war he got into with everson and then everson came out and said hey I'm switching things up. So Jeff Cavanaugh is taking 100% responsibility <laughs> for this coming out. So you guys go ahead. What were you saying, Nate? This is a this is where they tried it. The players tried it. And they went to their coaches. See, when you are a right defensive end and you're used to putting your foot down, you're, you're in a three-point stance, you have you kind of put your uh, left hand down. And you have your right foot forward. I mean, your left you foot forward. You do the hokey forward. pokey, but and you turn yourself when, when around. You stand, when, <laughs> when, when you stand up and you have to stagger your stance and put that right foot forward, all of a sudden uh, his his footwork is not in sync with what he sees. When he uh, as as a defensive lineman, same with Everson Griffin, their footwork ain't in sync. I saw yesterday on film where both of these guys got reached while they were standing up. Well, when they're at defensive end, they're outside, and their first step is upfield. They never have, they hardly ever get reached. Uh, and then another thing, when they're pass rushing, if that lead foot that you normally used to getting off with is the back foot, and you're not transferring your weight, see a lot of guys understand. The, Jess, you understand the truth. The transferring of weight is so key, especially about getting off the ball. Mm-hmm. And these guys have not had time enough to learn to transfer that weight in the mind. Because a lot of times everything you do is reaction and repetition. And these guys ain't used to it. So you better go back to what makes you Everson Griffin. And you better go back to what makes you Demarcus Lawrence. And uh, let somebody else stand up. You go do your job and be the player that we know you can be. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nate. I mean, I think about it, you know, cleats, gloves, shirts. There are certain things when a player mentally – you, you have a certain style that you're so used to and accustomed to having and stance, starts, all these things. And when you, become, when you start tinkering with those things, that's when it throws you off mentally because now you're, you're, you're not, it's not your normal cadence. It's not your normal uh, uh, mode of operation. This, is, this goes back to, again, the lack thereof of training camp. Everson Griffin you know, and those guys trying to come in and, and, and seeing things differently, you don't have a, a, a chance to adjust. Um, but kudos to, to, to Mike and his staff for, for listening to his players. 
Because you have some yes. coaches that say, you know, make it work. This is what we do, make it work. But kudos to them to say, you know what? How can we get a better pass rush? If you're telling me that this this will help you do this, then I'm I'm all the more willing to swallow my coaching pride and how I normally do things to give you the comfort and the luxury to go back to what you do and makes you comfortable. Because it's so key to be comfortable in what you're doing out there if you want to have maximum success. Now, here's the thing. If they go into it this game, doing it the way that they feel comfortable and they don't generate success, that's when you start having an issue because you didn't do it with success that way and you're not doing it with success this way. Now you start now now you start messing with everything. Uh, what about if I do my hand like this or I do my foot like this or I do my shoulders like this? When you start tinkering with techniques during the middle of the season, it, it can throw you so far off track. And with those guys who are defensive ends, you, this game is a game of read and reaction. Anyone who is doing a ton of thinking, once the ball is snapped, you're done. You are finished. You are no good to no one if you're thinking about something once the ball is snapped. If you're a read and react kind of player, you got to be able to see your keys, see your holes, see whatever it is that you are triggered to see and do it. If you're thinking about it, that guy in front of you is going to dominate you all game long. So so what is Nolan said one of the reasons he had those guys standing up is so that they could show different looks and you never quite knew who was going to be rushing the passer. Maybe those guys would drop back, somebody else would come in. Now you're kind of setting yourself up where it's a little more, more simplistic. Um, is that is that a good thing? Is it, are they still going to be able to, to switch things up once in a while? You know, and that's, and that's the smartness of a good player and a great player is sometimes he'll go down. Sometimes gonna, They're going to do 40, 50 snaps. You know, at least Marcus Lawrence is. So he can play the game too. But when it's obvious that you got to get after that passer, forget mm-hmm. all that, I'm dropping back. When it's obvious, <laughs> bro, you got to get after the passer. We've had no pass rush. And I, I've said it before, I said it at the beginning of the season, I said it last week, and I'm saying, if we don't start getting pressure up front, every week we have a mystery DB go down. We're running out of DBs. They can't <laughs> cover 18 seconds. We have to get some pressure up front and to keep these guys physically and mentally on, on point. Trust me now when I'm telling you this. What? What does we we've heard a lot of talk about the offensive line having to play together and play as one and Nolan again he said that you know not only are these guys struggled individually he's been disappointed in how they're playing as a group together how did, what's the communication like why are, what's what's the the holdup or what's the problem you think what what do they need to do to improve in that way go first Jesse <laughs> I think I think defensive line and offensive line are very similar in when you have an offensive line and guys aren't moving in unison. NFL films sometimes when they when they do a lot of their specials, they'll they'll come into a shot and it'll just be the feet of the offensive lineman. And it looks like a synchronized dance. It's yes. so it's so wonderful to see. And what that does is that eliminates and alleviates those gaps for guys to squeeze into and for guys to get corners on you. The same thing with the defensive line. If we're rushing together, whether we're doing a TE uh, uh, stunt or we're doing anything up front, 
if we're rushing in unison, now when we start to come off things, we're coming off much more synchronized and it confuses the offensive line. But when we got one guy up here, one guy back here, or one guy in the middle, and one, now the offensive line is sitting back saying, we can pass it, you can pass it off. I, the offensive line can communicate it now. They can see it more clearly where if you come in all at one wave and one rush and guys aren't segmented, it's harder for offensive linemen to pick up, to pass off, and that's when you get two guys going on one guy and a guy running scot-free, or a guy falling off one guy and now he's beating them on the one-on-one. So the same thing applies for offensive linemen as it does defensive linemen. So they have to learn how to play in sync, play together, get off the ball together at the same time, so that now you give it a, a much harder look for the offensive line to diagnose who's who and who's to come off where and all that kind of other crazy stuff. Hey, and let me put it like this. Center is zero. Head up on the center is zero. Two gaps outside of him, depending on which way you're going, is one, one, two, two. And those are your gaps. Okay? Yeah. Well, every gap, especially on the run, has to be filled. The center may say, the nose guard may say, I'm going into the one gap on the right side. Well, you know what? That linebacker will have to take the backside gap, zero to backside gap on, that, on the opposite side. And that's the one. So you, every gap has to be filled, especially against the run. And if you're not filling those gaps, you're getting what we're getting here. You know, mm. uh, guys out of whack, guys getting up to my – you know, we see a lot of this. I've missed a tackle. I'm not in my gap. That's, you got to cover that. And the same – and just to tell you, when you're running different route combinations in the back, these guys got to be able to pass guys, especially when you got guys flowing across the field. A lot of times you'll see – uh, New England is good at that. Uh, Seattle can does it okay, you know. And they, when they got guys just going across the field, they passing guys. You got to talk. You got to communicate. And that's what the Cowboys are. Uh, that's what the coaches can possibly be saying. They're not communicating and not filling their gaps. All right, let's take our last break. Don't don't shake back. your head. Is it, is it like at the end of a sentence you put a period or exclamation mark or something <laughs> to no, say that I, you stop? Okay, <laughs> I like it. That's uh, you explain. You both explain that great. That's what I, oh, I wanted well, to learn. We supposed to say that. nice. You used to say oh, nice. That nice. was <laughs> nice. That was very nice. You guys Thank got you. me paranoid now to say nice. Now you get all this dead air because you're waiting on me to say nice. <laughs> all right. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna play a little game when we come back. I was gonna call it buy, sell, or hold. We're gonna call it nice, not nice. Or need some grace. Or need some grace. Find out what that is when we come back in this last segment of Hanging with the Boys. Wow. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com it's football season and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family you want the best meat on your grill pettigene meats makes the best hot dogs the pettigene griller or the all beef franks will score to complete that tailgate meal pettigene meats has hickory smoked sausage hot links polish sausage and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around available at your local retailer and a proud sponsor of the dallas cowboys it's Pettigene Meats. 
taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. You can run on the field. You can ask Nate what a locker room is like, and he will give you a nice little <laughs> two-minute segment of what that is like. And so much more. AT&T Stadium Tours presented by SeatGeek. They're available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. And you might even catch a whiff of Jesse Holly's perfume that still mm. lingers in Jason the Pierre-Paul perfume. <laughs> Pierre-Paul, yeah. From when he opened His the stadium Paul, Jason back P- in 2009. <laughs> Jesse, what's that, uh, what's that picture back there behind you? I've been meaning to ask you that for a couple of days. This is me, of course. Is that you, get, is that you getting blown up? That's actually making me making a hell of a catch over Terrence McGee. We were playing at home against Buffalo. I ran a seam route up the middle. Tony actually underthrew the ball, and I had to reach, I had to jump, reach back over Terrence, uh, Terrence McGee to grab it to extend the drive. We scored a touchdown on that drive. Des Bryant in the back of the end zone, and we went on to route the Buffalo Bills. Where's the picture you get caught a, from behind it, in San Fran? That's at home. <laughs> you know, man, you know, it's always amazing. Hey, 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 Shannon, it's always amazing that Jesse always catch the pass before the touchdown pass. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm a good setup. I'm a good setup, man. Everybody can't hey, be Batman. Baseball, you could have made me. I'm okay, I'm okay with being Robin. If it wasn't for okay. Robin, Batman would have been dead several times. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yep. there, you know what? But there ain't no Robin on the big screen in the movies. He ain't got no Robin. It's just Batman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's play a little game. Let's play. We, we normally I would say buy, sell, or hold. We're gonna say nice, not nice, or grace. And what I mean by that is, okay. nice means you you like what this guy's doing. You, you're you're on board. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. get some more of this guy. Not nice means. You got We need to move on, or he's not doing his job. And grace means I need. I can't make a, a, a. I can't give you an opinion yet because I need to see a little bit more of what this guy's doing before I can be nice or not nice. Love, so that and listen, right. Shannon, that's great right there. What you just pulled together right there, brother. Yeah. Nice, wow. not nice, and grace. Wow. That, that's, that, now that's how, now that's that's how you host a show. From now right. on, yeah. that's how you host a show. 
Man, right, I mean, I you learn these things between changing diapers, bro. I mean, you, you really <laughs> put it together. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Kurt, yeah. let's see. Let's who, who do we want to know about? i tell you what. Here, this is a good one because I was pretty sure he was on his way out the door after the first game. The second game, he, he had a hell of a bounce back. Started off shaky. Dalton Schultz, nice, not nice, or a little grace needed? Oh, uh, I think a little grace needed. I mean, he's only had two games of significance here or, you know, got a chance to play significant snaps in two games. Hopefully what we saw in that second game is what we'll see down the road. So I like a show and promise. That's good. Little grace. All right, I'll Jesse. say right quick, like I'll, Go ahead, no, I'll say right quick, like grace. And I'm wish I was going to give him a nice, but uh, Kurt, great. That's grace. I'm going to give him grace. I want to see more. Yeah, yes. I'm going. I'm going right there too as well. I'm, I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with Grace. Three Graces. Three Graces. And honestly, right. I said. I said that. I said that C.D. Lamb was in the perfect position. I think Dalton Schultz is even in a more. Uh, it's not even a word. More perfecter situation because you <laughs> yes, are. Yeah. You are seriously. You are seriously getting a ton of one-on-one looks because that safety will be occupied with either CD or Mario or someone else. And if you matched up with linebackers all day, you should dominate, big boy. So Jesse's telling you, go get Dalton Schultz in your fantasy league if you don't have him. He's going to have a field day this year. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. Go get him. All right, another guy. We haven't really talked about that, and that's usually – we haven't really talked about this guy a lot, and it's usually a good sign if you're on an offensive line. Joe Looney. Nate? Nice, not nice, or a little more grace? He need a lot more grace. Uh, these past two games have not been nice for him. So I'm going <laughs> to give him some grace to get himself going and get back acclimated to being the starting center for the Dallas Cowboys. Grace period. One more game. A little grace period. All right, Jesse? Boy, life is tough when you don't got – all your Pro Bowls to one side and your All Pros to the other side, boy. Life get a little, life get a little tough when when when, when jokers who you used to having are out there with you ain't out there with you sometimes. So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna lean to to the offensive lineman, three time Super Bowl champion offensive lineman. I'm gonna go with a little bit more grace. A little more grace. All right, we may have lost Kurt. We got you, Kurt. All right, yeah, I think oh. I'm back. You got You're me. Back. All right, gotcha. We got gotcha. you. Looney, Here, who? Grace, nice, Looney. not nice. You there, Kurt? Go ahead on. Uh, All right. What was it, Looney? Joe yeah, Looney, yes. Kurt, uh, Nate, and Jesse both said they need a little bit more grace with him because he's not not off to a great start, but they need to see a little bit more. Yeah, and, and they would know better than, than me as far as linemen go. I mean, um, it's hard to judge him in some ways because he's following one of the greatest centers who's ever played for the franchise, you know, and Frederick, and, and even if Looney's good, he's probably not going to be as good as Frederick, which is, you know, could be a problem. So, yeah, I would go with Grace as well. We need we need to see a little more. All right, sticking with the theme that Jesse brought up, your, your friends aren't around you anymore, you're kind of out on an island, Zach Martin. Jesse, what you think so far? Nice, not nice, a little bit of Grace needed. Um, I mean, I... Because it's Zach Martin, I'm gonna go nice. I mean, he's still he's still playing really good football, but again, there's a lot of things that not you know not happening around him, and so I know the offensive line is kind of being getting kicked down a little bit. But I'm gonna go. Uh, Zach Martin has has earned enough 
over time and, and whatever deficiencies that he may have right now, I'm sure he will fix. So I'm still going to go with nice. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I would say nice too. He's still one of the best guards in the game, I think. All right. Nice. I, I don't I don't think we even need to mention Dak or Zeke, so I'll skip to Tony Pollard. What have you seen out of him oh, no. in the first two games? Yeah, oh, no. Do we have something to say nothing. great? Do we have something to say great for, for Zeke? What is the word? Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, you know what Nate does? Nate makes you sometimes – I love Zeke. I love his family. I love everything. But, but Nate sometimes hypes Zeke up so much he makes me roll my eyes to make it seem like I don't really like Zeke. When I really love Zeke, I know when, when Nate – Bigs him up way too much yeah. when it's not necessary. It makes folks roll their eyes at him. Like, Zeke like, like, is like you want, like he tried to put in Zeke's name. As, as He's essential in this virus. Uh, He's essential, <laughs> isn't he, Kurt? He's essential. He's, he's essential, but you know, he should but be what? A, a compliment, hey, compliment hey, to the hey, 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 hey. You you no, got my boy Blake Jar. You got my boy Blake Jar <laughs> no, out of the no, game. No, no, now you no. trying to get Zeke out of the game. You a never. We need you a snake oil salesman. You a That's snake oil salesman. Him. We need him. <laughs> snake, snake bite salesman. salesman. Snake bite no. salesman. <laughs> Kurt, what'd you think about Tony Pollard? Grace. Oh, we haven't seen nice, enough. Not I mean, nice. It's two years in a row. I think we've heard that. Oh, we're going to get him involved and do this and that. And so far through two games, he just hasn't had much of a chance. So. Grace. Need some grace. Need some more grace? Nate? Yeah. I'm going with Jesse. Whatever Jesse say, all I care about is Zeke. I'm going with, I'm going with Grace as well. And I yeah. told you guys this months ago, it's going to be hard to get Tony Pollard reps. Yeah. It is. Because, Nate, I agree with you. Zeke is absolutely phenomenal. You don't he's, – he's an every down back. So you don't want to take him off the field. And then you're saying, is Tony Pollard a better receiving option than CeeDee Lamb? No. no. Michael Gallup? No. Amari Cooper? Hell no. So where, do, <laughs> so where do we put him at? Where do we find? You might get a rep here and there, but where do we give him reps? You actually need 100 reps a game for actually to, to find places to put him. Zeke, you don't want him to come off the field. You, he's not a better passing option than any of those other three. I just don't know. Unless you're going four wide and he's being the fourth one, I don't know where you're going to find many reps for Tony Pollard. Do you do you guys feel like what we've seen of him, he looks really good, and to hear the defensive guys that practice against him, they say he gets to the hole so fast that he's, that he's quick, and they said that when he came in as a rookie. Do you feel like he's kind of a victim of the team that he's on? If he was on some of these yep. other teams, yeah. he would be yep. one of those one-two punch backs where he would be almost splitting carries with the number if one guy. If Ezekiel but because Elliott wasn't a number, uh, a number one back, like he's in that top three category when you're talking about backs, if he wasn't that, yeah, most definitely, yeah, you're splitting time with this guy. You, you're going to get 15, he's going to get 15. You're going to get 10, he's going to get 20. But Zeke is such a phenomenal all-around back. I, I, when, you, when you're thinking about running a play, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, Tony Pollard might be good at this, but Zeke might be great at this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So the one play, the, the cup, there's only a handful of plays where you might say that Tony Pollard is better than Zeke. And unless you're blowing a team out, I want 21 on the field as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We talk about we need to see him more, but, you know, do we really need to see him more? It's, it's tough to take Zeke off. 
I think we're See, all. Nate, probably... We can talk good about Zeke. He's Nate's essential. just observing. Nate's just <laughs> loving what he's hearing. Look at him. He's just gloating over there. I, I, I think we all have the same opinion of this guy. But let's, can I let's ask talk. this question, Shannon? Yeah, can absolutely. I ask the question? Are you hot? Or not? Oh, Coach McCarthy. Ooh. You first, Shannon. Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, not nice or nice. Grace? There's no, Grace? There's no gr- you want to do, Shannon? There's no grace period on this one. It's just hot or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can grace. It's the same rules. Nice, I, not nice. I grace. think I – you know what? I think I am – I think I'm still hot. I probably need to see a little bit more. But I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with – any of the aggressive play calls, I don't have a problem with because I want to see change so much and I like to watch sports and I like to see coaches that gamble. I like to see coaches <laughs> that are not predictable. I like to see coaches just for the entertainment value, just for my personal benefit. I like to not know what's coming next. And I got so used to that the, the last eight or nine years that this is refreshing to me. And and sometimes when you gamble, you play the odds, you're going to lose sometimes. But I think it's worth the gamble, and I I am I am riding the whole season with Coach McCarthy. Nice. Kurt, Grace, <laughs> nice. oh, nice. You said that. How about you, Jess? Where you where you saying so far? I'm still right I'm still horny <laughs> about my God, baby. Let's go, baby. I'm still horny, baby. You're not gonna get me off that, Nathaniel. I'm still I'm still football horny for my God, freaky Mike. The season is long, baby. I am a believer of freaky Mike. You're not gonna stop getting me to believe just yet. I, it's nice. Okay. Let's go, Mike. Baby. Jay Holly is still here with you, man. I'm not going to quit on you just yet, baby. Did that answer your question? I'm, st- I'm still in the, uh, Yes, sir. And I'm still okay. in the great stage because he got two more games. <laughs> I'm still in the great stage. But, Jesse, wow. Really? <laughs> how you, how you really feel, Jesse? Now, Come on. Yeah, for real. Oh, Kurt. Wow, man. Yeah. Hot or not? Grace. No grace. For McCarthy? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. No, I like what he's doing. I, you know, you okay. got to give him a little more time, but nice, yeah. yeah all right, for sure. all right. Well, let's, I tell you what, let's, let's continue this tomorrow. We'll go to the defensive side <laughs> of the ball at some point tomorrow. Uh, that was fun. You guys, you guys look good today. Jesse, you smell good. Nate, you look good. Yeah. You, you look, <laughs> Thank you. You look like you cleaned up a little bit for the show. I wore a collar and yes, Kurt. Sir. You know, I right. mean, I am. If you could, I'm here. I'm here. If you could stay connected, you know, we, we'd have a show. You know, that'd be a so, plus, wouldn't it? That'd be a start. Yeah. Well, fellas, I enjoyed it. This has been fun. Tomorrow, we will get your picks on the game. Hopefully, we have Mama Gross giving her picks this week. We will play nice, not nice. And we will also talk a little bit more Cowboys, Seahawks, and what we expect whenever we come back to you live again one more time this week on Hanging with the Boys. Thanks, fellas. Good seeing y'all. See you tomorrow. Thank Thank you, Beam. All right. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?